All righty. Welcome back, everybody. This is a special night tonight. This is Brownsville Tech Live, and we are covering the midterm election results. And in the house tonight, we've got Doug Blunt. Doug, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different than baseball and tech. A little bit different in baseball or tech. Yeah. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. So, Doug, what's on for tonight? Uh, we've got a lot of uh, races ahead. We've got races at the national level that we're keeping track of. We're looking at what's going to go on at the state level. And, of course, we've got a few races locally as well. So how are you keeping track of these? Well, what I've done is I've, I've made a Carl Rove, uh, anybody that follows Fox News, is I made a Carl Rove uh, whiteboard, okay? And I highlighted all the major races. Yeah. Okay, on this side is the senator. Yeah. Okay, which is very important right now. Yeah. Okay, and then over here is is uh, the, the gubernatorials uh, yeah. throughout the country. Yeah. And then um, the three local the, the the three local races on on the on the border. Well, definitely, okay. what you've got there is old school, Doug. It's the old version of the magic election wall. <laughs> magic election wall. So we can start off with Oz and Fetterman. Right. Yep. Let's okay. go ahead. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about them. Uh, okay. Oz and Fetterman. Um, Uncle, okay, the Frankenstein monster and uh, Dracula, you know, as I call him, you know, uh, Oz is a Republican, right? And Fetterman is a, is a Democrat, Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, right? The polls are closed, but Pennsylvania has a history of being late to the race, yeah. So, um, it's there's no results right now. It's been the polls have been closed for about an hour, well, the so Senate stay tuned for that. Well, the Senate right now, there's a total of 38 Democrats and 34 Republicans, I believe, that are solid. Obviously, it takes 51 in total uh, right now to actually gain a majority. Right now, the count is 50-50. With, with the vice president being the deciding vote. Correct. Correct. That's why we have Chucky Schumer being a a leader, a majority leader in the Senate right now. Right. Yeah. So basically yeah. what we've got here. The Senate is most important. What we've got here, there is Oz and Fetterman. As you mentioned, Oz is known as Dr. Oz. I think he was a TV celebrity. Dr. Oz, big celebrity. <laughs> Oprah brought him in. Okay. And Fetterman, I think you've referred to him as his Uncle Fester. And I thought you were just kidding, by the way. But I actually uh, went on last night and did some search for Fetterman, and you're right; he does look like the, uh, like Uncle Fester. <laughs> yeah, Fetterman. Fetterman is uh, right now he's Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay, and he always he always wears a hoodie. Yeah. Well, that's the thing yeah, that right? I noticed. I didn't uh, really believe you when you said Uncle Fester. And then when I saw that picture, I said, oh, my God, he is Uncle Fester. And he's got a lump right behind his neck. He's got a big lump. Ah. In fact, Tucker Carlson calls him Fetterneck. Oh, okay. my gosh. <laughs> But uh, um, 
And um, uh, Oz, to tell you a little bit about the candidates, Oz, he's preaching a more balanced government. Yeah. He's not strong. He's not a Trumpster. Yeah. You know, but um, uh, even though I think Trump campaigned for him, but for the most part, he wants to work things out in the Senate. Yeah. And he's kind of ruffled the feathers of some right-wing Republicans because, you know, you know they want to go. They, don't take the Democrats for for you know. Don't work with the Democrats for anything. Right. But Oz says he wants to work with everybody. So that's his deal. And then Fetterman, you know, uh, he's more so. He's a lot of people accuse him of being a socialist. He believes in no bail. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's let a lot of people. He's on the pro board, and uh, and he's let a lot of people out. On in, in the that convicted murderers. Now yeah. the other uh, hot, yeah. Now the other hot race. He had a stroke. Who had the uh, stroke? He had a stroke back in May. Okay, and so I don't know if you, for those who watched the debate about a week ago, you know, uh, Fetterman, he he doesn't speak very well. Okay. Okay, and you know, he says he's one day he's anti-fracking, the next day he's fracking. Right. Pro-fracking. So, right. It's and and the ra- the race is too too close on too close to call. It's an important race. Uh, Obama come out of the, you know, they finally got Obama off of uh, Martha's Vineyard, and uh, he campaigned there for him, and then uh, Joe Biden campaigned for him, and I believe Bill and Hillary both campaigned for Fetterman. So yeah, actually, Bill we'll, we'll was see down what here yesterday. Bill was down here Who yesterday. Bill was oh, down, Bill here. down here yesterday. Yeah, he was campaigning for uh, Vallejo or somebody like that down here. Oh, down, down up in McCown. Yeah. Okay. So you want to go to the next one? Yes, so definitely. The next Walker one is the Warnock. the hottest race in Georgia: Walker and Warnock. Yeah, Walker Herschel Walker. Um, you know, Heisman Trophy winner in yeah. the '80s. He played for the USFL in football, the New York Generals, I think it was United States Generals. And he also played for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think he ended up with Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, he used to do a thousand sit-ups. He's a newcomer. Yeah. He's a newcomer. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Warnock is the incumbent. He won two years ago. And uh, he's the minister. Um, and both of them carry a lot of baggage. Uh, Walker, you know, uh, allegedly uh, paid for two abortions, and um, and then Warnock, uh, his church that he's in charge of, uh, they have a program for housing, and they evicted people for being behind on their rent for as less as twenty six dollars. I okay. remember. So there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the big controversy a few weeks ago was Herschel Walker paying for those abortions for his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it came back up back in the 90s. So, um, but Walker's holding his own. It's too early to tell that uh, in Georgia. Now, um, right now, I'm watching Fox and and Warnock is winning. Right, but, he's ahead fifty-five um, percent to well, he it just went off the screen. But but, uh, but it but but what the deal is is that okay, that's around Atlanta, right? Okay, the the precincts are reporting around Atlanta, and Atlanta is 
is, you know, pure Democrat. I mean, it's hard-nosed Democrat, Atlanta is. Right. Thank you. There's 13 counties around. Yeah, Atlanta. right now it's 55% to 42% for uh, for Walker. Yeah, so yeah. maybe Walker may pick it up when they get the other votes counted from, you know, out in the, because that, the, the other areas are, are, are pro-Republican. Right. So I will see what happens. But it's going to be a runoff anyway in December. Georgia's got that crazy law that they have to have a majority in order to win the election. So we'll we'll go through this again in December. Ah, so it has to be 51% or more in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, the yeah. other interesting so, race is Masters and Kelly. Obviously, Kelly is a former astronaut, and he is yeah, also he's, married to... Uh, Kathy Gifford. So I was yeah. going to say Kathy Lee Gifford, but no, it's Kathy Gifford. No, Gabby. Gabby. Sorry, sorry Gabby, Gabby Giffords. I'm sorry. Yeah, Gabby Gifford. Yeah. Which was there was an assassination plot on her when she was congressman, and right. You know, she had brain surgery and all that kind of stuff. Right. Kelly, you know, Kelly is the twin brother of the guy that was up for over a year. Astronaut. They're both astronauts. Right. Okay. Um, Masters, newcomer to the race, um, he's picking up some steam because there's an independent in Arizona. He bowed out, but he had like 10% of the vote, and he swung those votes over to Masters. Right. So that's going to be a nail-biter. Yeah. That's going to be a nail-biter. Well, that's going to okay. be interesting. So, I probably yeah. predict, border, that, I, it, I probably it, predict yeah. that Kelly in will Arizona, probably hold on to that seat, though. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Masters. You are. I'm gonna go because with I Kelly. Think, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I think that Carrie Lake is gonna pull in. I think Carrie Lake is gonna pull in Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's running for governor. Okay. And she seems to be very popular. the The border is the big issue in Arizona. Yeah. Well, it's always okay. been an issue in Arizona. You know how they are. Yeah. And fentanyl. <laughs> the border and fentanyl. Okay, and the next one is Rubio and Demings. Yep, Val um, Demings. It looks like, yeah, Val Demings, the congressman now, um, Democrat, and Rubio, an incumbent, and uh, it, it looks like Rubio's going to win. Right, he's ahead 55% to 43% right now. Yeah, and they just announced DeSantis is the winner, so DeSantis is going to drag Rubio across the finish line. Ah, yeah, because he's... Uh... Polling and, about 60% right now, Doug. DeSantis is. Yeah. 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 So he's very popular. DeSantis is very popular. I didn't even put him on the board because he's going to win. Um, uh, DeSantis, you know, um, he rose the fame during, during COVID, you know. He didn't walk down Florida. He did very, very well during the hurricane and uh, showed good leadership and um, – you know, military, you know, he's an ex-military, graduate right. of West Point. Marco and, Rubio uh, has very, just been know. declared the winner in Florida, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, there so, you go. So do you have a marker? Okay. You have a red marker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to keep just... track of them this way, Doug. But, yep, yeah. Marco Rubio has won Florida with 55% of the vote to I just put, Val I just put a I just put a check mark there. All right. Okay. All right. Now, the, another race is I'm 
following is up in New Hampshire. And who cares about New Hampshire? But it seems to be in the last two weeks, that seems to be getting a lot of notice. Um, a, brigadier, a retired Brigadier General named Bodock uh-huh. was running against an incumbent named Hassan, Maggie Hassan. And she's been in there for like a hundred years. Okay. Oh, yeah. And she's up having New Hampshire. Time. Yeah. 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 So I think, I, you know, um, right now I think Hassan's winning, but they think that um, Sununu thinks that that um, Bulldog will pick up down to the southern part of the state where all the population's at. Sununu's still alive? <laughs> uh, Chris, well, the old man is, but, but Chris Sununu... Uh, he's okay. the governor of, uh, he's governor of, yeah, he's a governor. And he's very popular. He's running. I didn't put him on the board because I think he's already won. Wow. Yes. Well, also, yeah. uh, South Carolina, Tim Scott, the Republican has won with yeah, that was like 98%. That, yeah. That happened. That happened within like five minutes of, of the name. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Gowdy was on Fox and, you know, him and Gowdy are good friends and, they asked him, he said, why did it take Tim, Tim Scott so long to win? It was like two minutes into the election. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out for Tim Scott. Um, watch out for Tim Scott. Might be a presidential candidate in 2024. You think? On the Republican Very popular. side? Yeah, or so a vice presidential candidate. You don't believe that Trump's a shoe-in then for president? No, I, th- I, I think the... the Republican Party has moved past Trump. Yeah. I yeah. think Trump, we need to get some young people in there. We need to get somebody under the age of 70 in there. Well, actually, okay, both six, parties do, if you think about it. Both parties both do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I, you know, Tim Scott, you know, he, and he seems to be okay. Yeah. You know, and so, who would so, ever think that, uh, you know, like Herschel Walker and Warren are both blacks running in Georgia for Senate or right. Tim Scott, you know, being, you know, uh, well, he's, he's the incumbent in South Carolina. Right. Right. And right. so, and so, yeah. So we, you know, okay. And see what's the next one. So uh, who do you think's going to, so who do you think's going to, uh, uh, come out victorious? Is it going to be Bullduck or Hassan? I, I think Bullduck is going to win because uh-huh. The other candidate, he she just did Zoom meetings and stuff. Yeah. And Bolduck, he traveled around the state. He did like eight hundred town halls. Right. A ridiculous amount. Right. And so, and him him being an ex-military, I think he's got a really good chance. Yeah. 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 I think he's got a really good chance. You know, Hassan's. You know, he's. You know, she's part of that. You know, Pelosi Schumer crowd. You know. You know the Democrats have been in there for a hundred years, correct? And so I think she's she's going to win without any help from from the turtle. You know, yeah. the turtle cut all the funds to Bulldog. So yeah, yeah, McConnell. All right. Okay, what's next? Okay, Latsaw and Cortez. Okay, that's out of Nevada. Paul Latsaw. Uh-huh. Um, he, you know he he's been around, got a good record. Um, he's running against the incumbent. Um, you know, it's going to be a couple more hours before those polls polls out there in Nevada. But uh, it's interesting. Nevada is usually a pro-Democrat state because you know they've got all the casinos there, and all the all the people that work in the casinos are labor. 
Right. So, you know, they're in the southern part of Nevada is very pro-Democrat. But Laxall is picking a lot of steam up in, in Las Vegas. So Laxall, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Laxall on that. Yeah. And who's McCluskey? Okay. Oh, and I, oh, let me just write this guy's, this chick's name, man. Um, he's at McCluskey is, um, is in Alaska. Okay. And there's Murkowski. two Republicans running. Murkowski. Murkowski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Murkowski. <laughs> and she's running against, how do you pronounce the lady's name? Murkowski. Yeah, but the one, her opponent. Oh, I don't Believe? know. Hold on. Let me let me see it pop up here yeah. on the screen here. Uh, not, it's Chesbro. Chesbro. No. No, yeah. there's somebody else. Really? Her name is Sh- Shalib or Tlaib or something like that. Okay. Well, the Fox has uh, has them as uh, Chesbro for some reason. That's weird. Well, it's going to be a while before they vote. The, the deal is that is McCloskey, all-time Republican, but she really votes Democrat. She's a Democrat, yeah. even though she says she's a Republican. And she's one of um, McDonald's, you know, um, the Turtles buddies, okay? <laughs> so, so Alaska is one of those crazy states where it's the highest, highest votes that we get in the election. Right. And so she's running against a Trumpster. Ah. Okay. And so if she gets in, if the challenger gets in, well, it's probably going to, McConnell's going to be probably kicked out of being a leader of the the Senate. So you don't think he'll be Senate majority leader then this coming year? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think everybody's pretty much had it with the turtle. Yeah. Um, you know, there again, you know, and his Chinese connections. Attention, continuity camera. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, That's all right. You know, but the Chinese I, I think, connection, you know, what you're inferring there is uh, his wife's business dealings with her father's businesses since he was a shipping magnet over in Asia for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, there was. Exactly. Uh, there was some rumors that there was a lot of opium and cocaine coming over the Pacific through some of those ships. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that goes that takes care of the senators. Um well so far, uh, Doug, um, so far the Senate, the Republicans have kept Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky, I believe Indiana, and Florida so far. Yeah, there's a there's a lady up in Indian. Well, you know, she's she's running for representative, and she's up by Gary, Indiana, which is traditionally historically pro Democrat, part of Chicago, the Chicago machine. Right. That's and where the Jackson a, Five came uh, out of, by the way. Gary, Indiana. Yeah, and Jackson she's. And I forget. I think her name is Lay Jackson or something, but she's ex-military. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, she's ex-military, she's Republican, and she's already won that race. And it's the first time in over 100 years a Republican has won in, in that area. Wow. And she had three main things that she, she on her campaign. That's all she said she'd talk about. Yeah. Okay, one, okay, gas, food, and grandkids. 
Yeah. And that's what she ran on. And she beat the she beat the Democrat. It was last this time I looked, it was like 75% to 20% or something. Right. So that's a big deal going against the Chicago machine. Um, other Senate race, Vance and Ryan. I think I think JD Vance, you know, the hillbilly, the you know, the producer and the autobiography of the on the hillbilly elegy on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, he's running against a, a Republican congressman, Tim Ryan. Okay, yes, Tim JD Ryan. His first time. Right. Huh? Tim Ryan. Yeah, Tim Ryan. Tim yeah. Ryan. Tim Ryan refused to get any support from the by the from the Democratic machine. He didn't want to do with the Biden administration. Well, even actually, he's a Democrat. funny that you mention it because he was running more to the right and to the center than uh, yeah. the other than than the Democrats were. So that's one of the reasons why he didn't get any support from the Democratic Party because. Right. And Ohio is a run. Trump state. I think Trump won it by 20 points in 2020, okay? Yeah. And I, I'm going to say J.D. Vance is the winner on that. I think he's won that, okay? Okay. So he'll be going there. And then the big one right now, okay, this is, okay, and, and I guess we can get into the gubernatorials. Abner and Rourke, the polls, are, are they closed yet? Uh, hold on. I'm trying to pull the governor. Now, let's look at the governor. Right now, there are uh, basically there are 22 Democrats and 28 Republicans. And right now, uh, six of those are safe on the Democratic side and eight are safe on the Republican. Five are projected. Oh, hold on, Doug. Why can't you see my wall? Hold on. The heck's going on here? Here I'm yapping away. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Give me a second here. Keep on talking here while I get the. Uh... Okay. Well, I want to talk about Abbott and Work. I think we can say that Abbott's won that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Last time I looked at Work was um, eleven points behind. Before yeah. the election, and you know the interesting to see that uh, uh, the Repu the Democratic Party has spent between the last two elections for uh, Francis Robert O'Rourke, they've spent over two hundred million dollars for the yeah. Senate seat and the governor's seat, and he still hasn't got elected. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. So I think it's, I think Abbott... we won't have we're here, but we won't hear anything from Beethoven. Okay. <laughs> Give me one second. I disconnected myself okay. from my primary network. So you think that Abbott's got it nailed already, huh? Yeah, I think Abbott's got it nailed. You know, uh, Texas being red, you know, all the major Texas candidates, uh, Patrick, Dan Patrick, he's going to win. Um, um, Kenny Paxton, he's going to win. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Republicans, you know, the, I mean, the Democrats haven't really put anything up against any of them. Yeah. And I think with Abbott, the way he had, he's, you know, Operation Lone Star, you know, sometimes you can say it's success, but at least he tried to do something. And yeah. then the, the busing, you know, putting all the immigrants on the buses and heading them to Chicago and New York, Washington, D.C. I think that got a lot of 
that got a lot of people. You know, at least he was trying to do something right about the border. All right, let me see if we can get. It might have been a stunt. Yeah. See if I can get this. It might have been a stunt, but uh, yeah. I may have to turn off and on the iPad. This is not good. Hold on, Doug. Give me a second here. Okay, while you're working on it, I'll go ahead and go through there. Okay, the next one is a big one, and that's uh, Zeldin and Holko. Zeldin is a Republican congressman from New York, and Holko is the governor that when Cuomo was forced to resign, she was lieutenant governor that she got the job, okay? Yeah. And crime... Zeldin's made a big deal about crime in New York. Yeah. You know, and you see every day people getting thrown in front of the subways and all the murders and the smashing grabs and all that. And uh, New York has been Democrat since, well, the last time of, uh, anybody won governorship in New York was uh, Pataki back in the early 90s. Right. Uh, that's how long it's been. It's 94. Yeah, but Zeldin came, you know, a month ago, six weeks ago, Zeldin was 26 points behind or something like that. But Zeldin has come out of nowhere, and that's going to be a close one. Okay. So you uh, think, it all depends. So you think the Republican has a chance in uh, in New York? Yeah, I think so, because New York State, proper New York State, like out by Albany and Northern Part and West New York, they're going to go Republican. Yeah. Okay. And but New York City is probably going to be Democrat, as you know the the areas around you know the Bronx and all that stuff. And you know, you know the way they do New York City goes way back back in the days of Tommy Hall. And back now, in the what's days of what's Boston. the name? What's the name of that governor? It's in New York, right? It's in New York. Yeah, Hochul. Yep. Hochul. So we're looking at Hochul. So let's look at the polls right now. The last polls that were set in New York for uh, Hochul. So there's several polls out there and it looks like, uh, well, pick pick and choose what you want. But basically the Quinnipiac yeah. poll is showing Hochul right now at 50% versus 46% for Zeldin. Is there a Rasmussen poll in there? A Rasmussen? Uh, there's an Emerson College poll. Which yeah. is not a bad poll. Rasmussen's considered the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the one the one that kind he's of a looked dude, a little he's higher. A dude that, yeah, he's a dude that gets on with a bow tie. Yeah. He's an old Southern boy. Yeah, yeah. Rasmussen is the old Southern boy with the bow tie. Yeah, the Quinnipiac poll and the Trafalgar group are the ones. Now, Trafalgar's the Trafalgar group, yeah, yeah, look, Trafalgar, it's 48 yeah percent to 48 percent the Trafalgar group poll so that was yeah. showing the sure. race much more closer in New York than some of the other polls and these polls are keep in mind that look at the dates on those polls too we're talking at least a 10-day spread on the Trafalgar versus some of the others you know yeah Trafalgar Trafalgar said last night that they thought that the guy, the old Southern boy with the bow tie, that's what he worked for is a Trafalgar. Right. And he he said that he thought Zeldin was going to win. But there again, you know, New York City, you know, like I said, goes back to the days of Boss Tweed and, and Tammany Hall where they had these precinct, precinct captains. Yeah. And and even today, if the, if the precinct captain says vote 
Democratic, that's how they vote. Now, Chris Sununu, the one you mentioned in New Hampshire, he's been reelected according yeah. to the, the the map here. Yeah. Yeah, that was no surprise there. He's very popular, very popular. Matter of fact, the Republicans wanted him, run, wanted him to run for Senate. Yeah. And he said that, no, he would rather, he'd rather stay governor. He can do more good. Well, look at the polls here for Texas governor. You had mentioned O'Rourke and Abbott, and obviously Abbott's yeah. got a pretty good lead uh, with regards to polling up until this last one, the CMC Rose Institute, which had Abbott at 51% and 44%. And there, then, then the next one is my alma mater, University of Houston, showing Abbott at 53% and 40%. So, And that surprises me because, you know, Houston is a lot of Democrats are in Houston. You know, our good friend Shirley Jackson Lee is down there. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, that Motown guy, Marvin Gaye or Wilson Pickett or something, you know, yeah. Al Green, that's his name, Al Green. Okay, the guy with the ponytail that looks like he's blind, okay, when he talks, he closes the eye, you know, yeah. and, you know, so, but, you know, I mean, you know, Dan Crenshaw's north of Houston, so uh, it could be, yeah. Who, do, so who else do you have on your with, board? With it. Who else do you have on I'm your board? I'm going to go with, okay, Zeldin Holko and then what state? Camp and Abrams. What state? Georgia. Georgia. Okay, hold on. Let me let me get to Georgia here. Okay. Uh, are you talking Kemp? Kemp and Abrams. Stacey Abrams. So let's look at the polls there. Yeah, yeah, so you're right. It's Abrams, and Kent's got a pretty solid lead there in some of these polls, anywhere from... 50% all the way to 55%. So it looks like he's going to yeah, solidly Abram's, defeat her. Abram's going to be strong around Atlanta, Fulton yeah. County. Yeah. Okay. And all that area there where, where Kemp is strong outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So I think, you know, and, you know, Abram's said, said some things in the last week or two, you know, like, you know, about her position on abortions and stuff. Right. And uh, so I I think, I, but there again, that's got to be a majority, though. Now, keep in mind that Kemp's not a fan favorite of uh, Donald Trump. No, that's <laughs> that's what's going to pull him against. That's the reason why if Kemp wins, I think he may drag Walker across the finish line. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's... the next one would be, uh, well, be our local races. All right, the, hold on. Uh, let me get to the local forest. races here. Hold on. And I know yeah. you're focused on the house, so let me go over to our little magic iPad here and hit the house. Okay. And they weren't showing a whole hell of a lot earlier, but... No, once... I, I, yeah, I couldn't find hardly anything on them. But once again, the current situation in the house, it's 222 Democrats to 213 Republicans. Republicans need what about a what's the math there? They need how much to gain the majority? Uh, I can't tell. Oh, but they just need a simple majority. I, I think the numbers I'm seeing they predict about 100. It's going to be 
by 140. It's going to the Republicans okay. going to win it by the forecast votes. says the forecast says that they're expecting 109 Democrats to 227 Republicans. So that would be a spread of hold on. It's too high math for me to to calculate here. I'm uh I'm uh pre what is it uh what's that curriculum that everybody hates core or what is it? I, I don't know, but I wasn't, uh, I'm not a student of the core curriculum. I like what Glenn Beck said today about who's going to win the House. He predicts, he predicts it's going to be 432 Republicans win and only three Democrats will be left. And those oh, three I'm Democrats not. are so old, they can't get out of their office. They never vote. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Actually, it's a 28, <laughs> it's a 28 uh, seat difference between, um, uh, Democrats and Republicans. So that's what it looks like. Let me see if I can zoom into this uh, state thing. Ah, U.S. House, Alabama. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see how detailed we can get. They're loading results here. Oh, here we go. Look at that, Doug. So let's look at the House. Let's see what we get. Uh, all right. So. Oh, you wanted to do Texas, right? Not Alabama. What's wrong with me, Doug? Yeah, let's do Texas. Yeah, let's do Texas. Why do we care about Alabama? It's too early to tell. Yeah. Let's see if we can it's pull up Texas. Alabama is going to go Republican anyway. Well, it should, right? All right, so yeah, here sure. we go. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. Come on. I don't get any pulls yet for Texas. A little too early. Yeah. There's 28 yeah. total districts in Texas that are lean Democrat. 34. Oh, man. Hold on. What the heck? It's getting there. Let's go to Fox. Maybe we can get some detailed stuff over at Fox here. I have to flip back and forth. So let's go over to the house. See if we can kind of hone in on Texas here. One second. The only Democrats are in Texas are those damn Californians are going to be in. <laughs> now, now, now. <laughs> Let's not hit too far. You're sounding like Dan Patrick now. All right. Well, <laughs> there are no uh, results yet. But one of the hottest no. uh, districts is District 34, which That's uh, us. yep, which is us. You've got the Democrat uh, Vicente Gonzalez and Maida Flores, and some independent by the name of Chris Royal. I have no idea who he is, but there's zero no precincts idea. reporting right now. But if we go to Texas House District 28 right now, you've got. Henry Cuellar, despite having the FBI raid comfortably leading 57% to 22% to the Republican Cassie Garcia. Well, it, help, it helps when your, your brother is a sheriff of the, of the county. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, definitely. Uh, Cuellar, you know, Cuellar, you know, he's been, you know, he's been, you know, he's getting, you know, he wants to secure a border. So he says, uh, 
but he's voted for Pelosi. You know, he's voted Biden and Pelosi 95% of the time. Right. So there right. you go. But he was primaried by Nancy. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, and they, they did do the FBI raid on his home. So, yeah. You know, I would like to see Cassie up there win. I think it'd be kind of nice to have, you know, the, the whole board or nothing but Republicans. Right. But if if she loses, I can tolerate Quayler because he's tough on because she he's tough on the border. Right. So he says. Well, yeah. um, at least in Florida, House District Twenty Seven, Salazar wins there. So, let's see what else do we have here. You see uh, Dan Crenshaw in there somewhere? What state? Texas. Why you got Texas up? He's yeah. a veteran with the one eye, the band, you know, with the one eye bandit, you know? Yeah. I don't the, see next, him. The ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah, let me let me get rid of this one here. Let's He's see. like north of Houston, I think he is. Yeah, let me let me let me try to zoom in on Texas once again, see if I'll get any okay. results. Who is this? Uh tell me about this uh Gonzalez that's running against Flores. Well, Did, wasn't it, he representative by McCallum or something? And they, yes. he lost his district because of redistricting. Correct, that is true. He lost his district due to redistricting. He was in the old district fifteen, I believe, and okay. as a result of that de- redistricting, his district became much more Republican. And as a result of that, with the uh, retirement of Vela here in District Thirty Four, he decided to run as a Democrat. And of course, with Vela retiring before his term, that opened an opportunity for Myra Flores to run in the special election. And what she's doing is she's actually serving Vela's term up until, obviously, you know, January. Continuity camera. When they get, uh, you know, sworn in again. So right now, by the looks of it, there's I've got now some House... Uh, Texas House District numbers, and for whatever reason, Texas House District 1 and 2, Dan Crenshaw has already been identified as the winner, even though I don't have any precinct numbers. I'm not sure how that works. Maybe it's exit polling or something, but Crenshaw apparently has been identified as the winner already. As well as Nathaniel well, that's, Moran. That's good news. Right. Then yeah, we've got like uh, Pat Fallon, who has appears to be declared the winner there. He gained 50% of the vote. That's only with about 24 precincts reporting so far. Texas House District 5, Lance Gooden, a Republican, apparently has been uh, identified as the winner there. In District 6, it's Jake Elzey. And I apologize for anybody in those House districts that I am I may be misinterpreting the last name. Uh, district 7 is still up in the air, but uh, District 8, the Republican Morgan Luttrell has been identified as the winner. Texas House District 9, Al Green, the Democrat has been projected as oh, Al Green. There he is. That's our old buddy Al Green. Is that who you were talking yeah. about? Yep, that's Al Green. He's a he's a black guy with a ponytail. He's about 80 years old. 
Well, he's been declared the winner. That's for sure. District 10, District 10, the Republican Michael McCall has been already identified as the projected winner of that district, despite no precincts reporting. Ex, like I said, ex veteran, ex Navy okay. SEAL. Okay. Um, good man. Good guy. Uh, good guy. In District 11, there were no Democrats, independents, so the Republican was reelected by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who else. District 13, uh, Ronnie Jackson, a Republican, has already been projected as the winner. Uh, uh, he was uh, he's a Trumpster man. He was a uh, Surgeon General under Trump. Oh, he was. Yeah, Ronnie Jackson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a Surgeon General under Trump. He was Trump's doctor, not Surgeon General, but he was Trump's doctor. Oh, and was that the always, COVID doctor? Always, was that the COVID doctor? No. Oh, no, no, that was a black guy. That was a young black guy. Oh, okay. So how many um, how many Surgeon Generals did Trump have? He had a couple, but Ronnie Jackson was his own personal physician. Ah, okay. Was Trump okay? And he's always talking about. You know, that Biden is, you know, he's got dementia and all that stuff, you know. He well, needs to take some tests, cognitive tests. Well, maybe he should go over to Trump's other physician. Remember the one that wrote him the notes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like uh, RuPaul, not RuPaul, but remember, remember the, there was an old guy that used to do crazy stuff, you know. Al, Al you know, the guy that ran Screw Magazine. Yeah. Um, I forget the guy's name. You look like him. Yeah. yeah. District 14, Randy Weber has been projected as the winner there, despite no precincts reporting. And I'm not sure how they come up with this, but somehow they already know, you know. Uh, yeah. District 15, the district that we were talking about uh, right now, uh, Monica de la Cruz, the Republican, is leading is leading, I believe, with 71.48% of the vote to Michelle Vallejo. Yeah, she's a lock-in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because obviously there's a lot of Republicans. Now, keep in mind that those Republican districts probably have already reported, so we don't know if the Democratic districts down here are completely there yet. So that number may kind of tighten a little bit as the night goes on, so... But she represents the McAllen area, and you know McAllen's got a Republican mayor. Well, that's and, the only know, thing you, they have. You know, Everything McAllen else is... is very Republican. I don't know about that. What's that? I don't. I don't know about that. I don't think they're that Republican. You know, I just think they were kind of lucky getting that. Well, they're you know they're they're concerned about the border. You know. All right. Let's see here. Pete Sessions, old Pete Sessions, appears to be the projected winner in uh district 17 and your girlfriend sheila jackson lee district 18 out of houston Sheila jackson lee she is yep. the projected winner and we need some tornadoes with some black names in them <laughs> we need to start them yeah that's what she accused the uh the the weather organization and was in in oaa of being yeah. racist because they didn't name hurricanes after black people Wow. Well, you know, I I don't know how they make that distinguish, you know, because obviously they're the same English names. Now, if it was 
Jose, well, if, Maria. If, she looks yeah, like she looks like Maxine Walters. So, you know. Yeah, well, Maxine Kendall, Walters out of California. <laughs> yeah, I remember Maxine Walters. She's she's no longer in Congress. Uh, she's still is she? kicking. Oh, she's kicking, but is she in Congress still? No, she's running again. I'm sure she is. Maxine she lives in Beverly Hills, but her yeah, her she lives her her big house is in Beverly Hills, but her district is in Watts. Really? One of those. Yeah. And District Twenty. Your buddy Joaquin Castro has uh, been projected the winner despite no precincts reporting. Wow, at San Antonio area, right? Right. Right. Oh, you can't get more. You can't get more progressive than him. Right. Him and his twin brother. <laughs> him and his twin brother. Yeah. Roger Williams, District Twenty Five Republican, has been projected the winner. I don't know where District Twenty Five is, but. Uh, I thought Roger Williams was like in Kansas or somewhere. Maybe it's Kansas? a different Roger Williams. No, 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 no. This is Texas. Texas House it's District Twenty Five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, District Twenty Seven, Michael Cloud. I think that's up in Corpus. I just lost my projections. Uh, why? 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 I'm telling you, the internet's been misbehaving all day long. Let's see if we can get our. It's one of those right wing. It's one of those right right wing conspiracies. Yeah, could be a the left oath wing. Keep, too. Oath keepers must be involved. <laughs> Hold on. Insurrectionists. One of them. Yeah, apparently Microsoft but... released an update and tried to screw me over. About thirty minutes before yeah, the show was. Uh, thank you, thank you, Microsoft. It's not Bill. Um, any, it's not Bill yeah, anymore. Yeah, it looks like to me, you know, Nancy's going to be able to take care of Paul, or give some tender loving care to Paul in the near future. <laughs> House District Twenty Nine, Sylvia Garcia, the Democrat, has been projected the winner as well as House District. 30 jasmine crockett has been predicted the winner john carter district 31 he's been projected the winner that's a republican um Good. house district 33 the democrat mark Vesey has been projected the winner uh there's still no projections for house district 34 which is our district so we're still waiting on that so let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, I kind of, I never did really follow the district down here because, you know, for dec literally decades, you know, this area has always been Democrat and Vela has been there forever. Okay. Well, at least for a And yeah. so, so Flores decided to run, you know, and we've seen her commercials, you know, her husband's a border patrol guy and, She's an immigrant in from Mexico. Had a she had a uh, yeah. She really American stresses that by father. <laughs> yeah, American father. I don't know much about Gonzalez. The only thing I know is that he's part of the Democratic machine in Washington, and yeah. he's kind of he's you know anti. You know he wants to let everybody in. He's another one of those Biden people. You know, and um, 
Uh, I think Flores is more in. You know, I mean, the, the Republicans, I mean, they, you know, Tulsi Gabbard came down here and did a rally. Spent, I think she spent like a week with her. Um, Kevin McCarthy, which is going to probably be the next Speaker of the House, and Newt Gingrich, they came down this in this weekend in McAllen and they did a triple threat uh, convention rally. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, you know, the Republicans wanted this area quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, Fox has made a big deal about Myra Flores when she won in August, right? Right. And she was on all the talk shows. Right. You know, and so I don't know, you know, I, I would like to see, I would like to see them shake up down here. I, I would like to see somebody get tough on the border. Um, District 35, actually District 35, the Democrat, Greg Kassar, has been projected the winner as well as the Republican, Brian Babin, in District 36. Uh, District 37, uh, no surprise there. The Democrat Lloyd Doggett has been projected the winner. And of course, oh, yeah, so there's District 38 is still up in the air. District 34, which is our district, is still up in the air. 32 is up in the air. Uh, 28 is up in the air. 26 is up in the air. 24 is up in the air as well as 23 is up in the air 22 and 21 is still up in the air nine no 19 has been called uh let's see here 12 is up in the air so we've just got a few districts left here uh that have not been called sevens up in the air how about uh, the state races? How about uh, we talked about Abbott? How about Dan Patrick and uh, let's see, let's see if Pete I can Paxton. let's see if I can hit that. Uh, let's go by state. Let's go. I love this virtual iPad. That's great. You'll be getting a new one. I hope so. All right. <laughs> well, it looks like so far. Yeah, the only thing they list here. Let me uh, let me go over and go over to Fox. Hold on, let me let me click on more here and see what I get. Let's go to the Senate real quick. Hold on. Uh, let's go over to Fox. Internet's acting up again. Give me a second. Come on. Looks like Bulldog's going to get beat. Let me head back here. Here, you know, while you're looking for that, let me fill in some. There's been some interesting things in the races this year, especially the Republican Party. You know, the Republican Party has always been portrayed as a bunch of old white guys living in the country club. You know, being yeah, titans of especially in Rancho. <laughs> and so, especially in Rancho, and, you know, Trump was the one that, you know, like him or hating, okay, Trump was the one that kind of transformed the Republican Party, you know, and he moved it over to more middle class, lower middle class people. And um, there's a lot of diversity in the Republican Party now. There's a, 
Vietnamese guy running for Congress out there. I think his name is Cal. He's uh-huh. running in Virginia or Maryland, and he's a Vietnamese. He was born in Vietnam, and uh, he literally was airlifted off the embassy back in 1975. And it looked like he's going to win. Uh, there's a Hispanic woman in in Virginia that that is her district is like right next door to Washington D.C. And I think she's already won her race. First time. Okay. Because, wow. you know, that area around there is pro-Democrat. You know, Loudoun County and all that area around there. And so there's a lot of first-time Republicans running this time. Very, very diverse. I think I heard somewhere there's like 38 Black and Hispanic people running for representative in the Republican Party. And just as many as veterans, a lot of veterans are running in the Republican Party. And meanwhile, the Democrats were running the same old crowd, Nancy Pelosi, um, Chuck Schumer, uh, Maxine Walters, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green. Those guys have been in there forever. And so they've all gotten old. Jim Clyburn is another one. Yeah, you know, the he's king up maker, there in the age. one that made Biden king. Yeah, the one that made Biden king. You know, he's, you know, I think he marched with Dr. King way back in the 60s. And so, you know, they're getting old. And right. the Democrat, you know, it's going to be, um, I, you know, it's going to be a big change. Well, I, I've gone over to Fox and they've got a much more broken down, uh, detailed. Obviously, we've got. Abbott at 52.36% versus O'Rourke at 46.57%, and that's with 30% of the precincts reporting. It looks like Republicans, according to Fox, have solidly won Texas District 3 and 26, while Democrats have won Texas 30, 33, and 37. Of course, at the others. Uh, site uh, it reported a higher number for Republicans, so I'm not sure why Fox is sitting on the fence on declaring some of those. But they've got a breakdown here. Nathaniel Moran right now is leading 76. Yeah, Fox is the, the posters at Fox are very are very very conservative. Yeah, you know they got in trouble in 2020 when they when they uh, they uh, said that Arizona won. Okay, won over to Biden. Yeah. And it was only like 3% of the vote. So yeah. believe it or not, Fox has been very conservative since then on their, on their voting. Yeah. On I, don't their, see, on their, you know. I don't see uh, any drop down for any of the uh, Texas um, state offices. Obviously you mentioned Dan Patrick, which is running against Rochelle Garza, I think. Yeah. Which is, you know, which, you know, a lot of people believe it's just a just a downright communist. Okay. Well, I know. Um, and you've got the communist versus the crook. You know, Dan Patrick isn't he the yeah. one that's uh, <laughs> facing some criminal probe as well? So it's kind of like, uh, let's see. Yeah, I thought, I thought Ken Paxton, the, the Attorney General. Oh, Ken was Paxton, it Ken Paxton or was it Dan Patrick? No, it was Ken. No, Paxton. It was Dan Patrick. Oh, it was Dan no, Patrick? No, it was Dan Patrick. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought he was the one that had gotten in trouble. No, Patrick's been 
somewhat controversial. He he said some things. Yeah. Paxton's so busy defending Texas in court. I mean, you know, I mean, he's every time he turn around, he's filing a lawsuit against Biden. All right, so right now... So Abbott keeps him pretty busy. Right now, the way the count looks at the Senate, Doug, it's 39 Democrats and 35 Republicans so far. So... So far? Yeah, so far, that's what it looks like. Uh, no projections yet in Alaska. No projections yet in Arizona. No projections in Colorado. Uh, yeah, Colorado's interesting race. There's a first-time Republican businessman named O'Day. Yep, I see okay. him right Anti, here. Anti-Trump, even though he's Republican, and he's he's given the Democrat a run for his money in in Colorado. Yeah, he may win. Okay, and then out in Washington and Oregon, which has always been Democrat. Okay, there's a, there's a Patty Murray. I Patty Murray's the Democrat Washington. right here. Yeah. She's Is right she in here. Washington or Oregon? Uh, she's in Washington. She she's running against okay. Tiffany Smiley. Tiffany Smiley's given her, yeah, Tiffany Smiley, first time politician, and she's running against Patty Murray. And I believe Smiley is uh, giving her a run for her money. Yeah. Which is really strange for Washington and the and the and Oregon too. The oh my gosh, Doug. in Oregon. Look at Pennsylvania. Fetterman is leading seventy-four percent to twenty-three percent. It's eight o'clock. That must be on? that must be South Philadelphia reporting. Must be because uh well that's only with eight percent of the precincts reporting so far. Yeah, that's that's probably South Philadelphia. South Philadelphia, you know, the old story back in 20, right? Trump, uh -huh. when Trump went to bed, everybody went to bed. Trump had Pennsylvania by 400,000 votes. Uh -huh. And when everybody woke up, Biden had won Pennsylvania. Okay, the numbers have bumped up a little bit, 72 to 24% there for Oz. Tim Ryan, look at that. He's comfortably leading by 53% to 46% in Ohio. Against J.D. Vance? Yep. You sure that's right? Yeah. Well, that's Fox. 30, keep in mind, it's 33% of the vote of the precincts reporting in Ohio. Okay. Ryan is strong around Columbus. Now, you know that... J.D. Vance is strong against around Dayton. Now, you know who uh, 7 of 9 is, is on, on Star Trek, right? Right, right. Well, he was married to her. Yep. There's a big divorce. Yeah, yeah, that was a big divorce. Yeah. Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff thrown. Is that who that was? I didn't know that. I didn't know J.D. Vance was married to her. No, 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 no. Tim Ryan was married to her. Not oh, JD Tim Vance. Ryan was married to her. Tim Ryan was married okay, to her, well. and they went through a nasty divorce, spilled all kinds of dirt on each other. Oh, my God. Look at your gal. Maggie Hassan. Who's that? Maggie Hassan out of what New Hampshire. 59% to 38%. Yeah, against Bullduck. I think Bullduck, well, I'll have to change my opinion, but I thought Bullduck may, may take it. But <laughs> Did you put a check mark already or no? 
Well, you know, the, Sununu said that he thought that Bullduck was going to be strong on the southern part of New Hampshire where the population's at. Uh. Which is about 5,000 people, right? New Hampshire's not a very big state. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at North Carolina. Cherie Beasley is running neck and neck with the Republican Ted Budd. That's 49.25% to 48.88%. That's with 56% of the precincts reporting. That is incredible. I mean, that's a close one. Yeah. Um, Herschel, Herschel Walker is slightly uh, Walker, in the lead in Georgia. Walker, Walker's ahead of Kemp. I mean, against um, Warnock right now. Yep. Um, Kemp is oh. getting a commanding lead against Stacy. Yep. Amy Duckworth from Chicago, Democrat, yeah. a veteran that's lost lost her legs. Right. She's she won her seat again. Another senator, but that Illinois Democrat. Yeah. No news with Mark yeah. Kelly yet. No, it's too early. Yep. It's only I think it's only eight o'clock out there. All right. So right now, forty Democrats and thirty-seven Republicans so far. I don't know. Yeah. Have there been any flips yet or no flips? Nothing really surprising right now. I think people kind of thought that Bullduck might do a little bit better than what he's doing, but it's still, you know, it's still fairly young. I mean, does it show you the percentage, how many, what the percentage of the reported votes? Uh, for which, for which uh, state? For uh, New Hampshire. Hold on. Let me get there. Hold on, I went too far. New Hampshire. Right now, it's uh, 15% of the precincts reported, 59% for Maggie Hassan, and Bulldog is at 38.09%. Okay. And then they've got some. So Bulldog might only 15%, so Bulldog still got a chance. Yeah, then you've got this Jeremy Kaufman. I don't know who he is, but he's uh, taking about 2% of the vote there. Hey, how's, oh, uh, let's bring up, uh, can you bring up Michigan? I want to see, that, that poll should be closed by now. The, I want to see how. Uh, are we talking Peter Michigan Dixon's for the state? Against, uh, for the Senate? Yeah, Michigan state. Yeah, for the governor race, uh, oh, Whitmer against uh, Tudor Dixon. Let's see here. Let's go over to the governor section. And Tudor Dixon came from nowhere. First Michigan. time challenger, once again, woman challenger. Right yeah, now, right against the... is leading 54% to 44% against Dixon, and that's with 7% of the vote counted. So I wonder if that's, I wonder if they've counted Detroit. You know, they have to, you know, in the Detroit area, they have to count three times there, right? <laughs> yeah. That's where Jimmy, J Jimmy Hoffa voted three times in the last election. Yeah. Arkansas. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, remember her? She was the press. Oh, that was an easy secretary. one. Yeah, she seems to be leading fifty-two percent to sixty-one percent so far. Yeah, yeah, she's an easy one. In Ohio, it looks Kinda like hard to the it looks like Mike DeWin is headed towards victory at fifty-seven percent to forty-two percent. 
no surprise there. I think the win was a shoe-in. In Tennessee, Lee is leading 73% to 24%. I think that race has already been called. In Alabama, uh, Ivy has pretty much been projected the winner there at 66% versus 30% for Flowers. South Carolina, that's uh, McCaster, which is the Republican, is leading 55% to 42%. I think that one's been declared already. Looks like it. Yes, it's been Man, declared. Man, beating the hell out of Oz in Pennsylvania. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Where the heck is it? Oh, it's right there. Yeah, it was oh, Betterman. Well, yeah, Betterman's I'm, I'm got... Oh, you're looking at the other screen. Yeah. But on the governor's side in Pennsylvania, it looks like Shapiro is headed towards victory, leading 73% to uh, Mastriano, which is the Republican. Yeah, no surprise there. Georgia, wow, it's still kind of tight, 51% to 48%. So, you know, Abrams may still have a little bit of juice left in her. That's what it all about depends 50%. on Fulton County. It all, yeah, Fulton County, yeah. Yep. Uh, New York, Hochul is leading comfortably against Zeldin, 74% to 25% for Zeldin. And down in Massachusetts, no surprise there, that's Democratic country. 66% for, for Healy versus the Republican deal, which is running at 33%. Over okay. Hey, the uh, Gonzalez and Flores, Tony. I mean, uh, Danny. Okay. What is it? Okay. It's uh, they just passed it up. I think it was like uh, Gonzalez is winning so far. Yeah. In Maine, the Democrats just started just started reporting. Yep. In Maine, uh, Mills is leading comfortably. Well, not too comfortably. That looks a little tight there with four percent of the vote, fifty to LePage which is the Republican. Let's see. Kansas, your neighbor. Uh, the, Repub the, the Democratic governor, Kelly, surprising, uh, is leading comfortably 60% to 36%. New Mexico, the Democrat, uh, Lujan Grissom against the Republican, Ranchetti. She's well, I don't know if it's a he or a she, but they're running at 79% versus 19%. So I think that one's pretty much a shoe in there. Oklahoma. Yeah. Hoffmeister is in a tight race with the Republican Stitt, 49% to 48%. They go, they go Democratic. And that's with about 20% of the, vo uh, the votes coming in. Missouri. No, Missouri doesn't have any votes. Missouri? Well, Missouri? Yeah, Missouri doesn't have any votes. Um, I don't think so. Mostly Republican in Missouri. Yeah. Except for not St. Louis. Except in Missouri. Iowa, there are no numbers coming in for Iowa just yet. Minnesota, the Republican is leading the Democrat. Jensen versus Waltz, 61% to 34%. In That's unusual. In Wisconsin, the Republican right now is leading uh, the Democrat, Jensen versus Johnson. Wentz. Yep, sixty-one. Oh, that's governor. It must be. Yeah, this is governor. Sixty-one percent to thirty-four yeah. percent. 
let's see, Nebraska, the Democrat is leading 56% to 40% for the Republican, and that's with 20% of the vote coming in. Uh, do we say anything about Michigan? Whitmer? Yeah. Yeah, that's already a done deal. I don't know what these... You think are. so? Well, which one did I say? What did Whitmer I just... was a done deal. Yeah. You said Whitmer. No, you're right. Last you reported that Whitmer was winning. Yeah, I misspoke. It's still kind of early. <laughs> I'm already getting... getting uh, Maryland! No doubt there. Um, you know, the Democrat right now is leading the Republican 53% to 44% right now. Let's go I over to the Jimmy House. Let's go over to the House and see we've got more numbers. Right now, the numbers in the House, it's 32 Democrats and 67 Republicans called so far. And let's go down to Texas and see what we can see. Okay, here we go. Whitmer and Dixon, 8% in. Whitmer by 213 to 105. 52% to 45%. Yep. Still too close to call. Henry Cuellar is comfortably leading right now, 58% to 41% for Texas House District 28. Um, and then nice, District... To have, nice to have the sheriff be your brother. <laughs> and of course, Vicente Gonzalez right now is in the lead, 53% to 43%. Uh, with 50% of the precincts reporting. Now, what's interesting about District 34, as you well now, as you well know, you know, anything south of San Benito is Democratic country. And then Harlingen, oh, and, Harlingen and those outskirts out there are more heavily Republican. And then towards the west, eh, they kind of flip back and forth. So what 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 is Padre and Port Isabel that area out there? They're I would think they'd be more Republican more than anything. Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I would think so, but you just never know. I I don't know how much of a difference that would make. You know, I don't know what the population is of Port Isabel versus South Padre versus the rest of Brownsville. But you know, Brownsville has a big uh, it's a big influence, and obviously that was one of you the think a Democratic Party in Brownsville, you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that Mr. Cascos, the uh, uh, the former county judge who's running as a Republican, uh, mentioned was that that was one of the things that the Democrats obviously were holding on to was the idea that if they've got Brownsville in their pocket, pretty much everybody else didn't matter. But uh, obviously, as some of the votes for the arena proved uh when you spur the hornet's nest up in harlingen uh you could end up losing something like the arena pretty quick and that was pretty much because of republican opposition for the most part so uh you know i wouldn't say that that you know that they're a shoe in but obviously right now if i were vicente gonzalez i'd feel pretty comfortable right now or at least breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief that uh, he's keeping Myra at bay. But you never know. I mean, there's the night's still never young. Know. You know, the I was on the fence about the arena. I part of me said that I didn't want the arena, and part of me said I did because I always wanted to see Fluffy in the valley. <laughs> you know, because I I love Fluffy. I think he's funny. Yeah. Well, English. 
I seriously think that down the road, regardless of who wins the county, um, the county position, uh, the issue about having some kind of venue has to be addressed. We we cannot continue having uh, high school graduations in the middle of June in the heat. It's it's a travesty that our large our local university here has to hold graduations over in Harlingen and they can't even fit, Doug. I mean, even the McAllen Convention Center, which is the largest venue that we've got here in the Valley. When I used to work for South Texas College, we had a employee day of sort. And we were talking about 1,500 employees, okay? Held something down there, we could barely fit. We could barely fit, so yeah. it's it's just really unexcusable, uh, you know. And it's not just about the the, of, you know. One of the things is we can't compete against the big cities when it comes to conventions. Nobody's going to come down to the valley for a convention, okay? But we do need some kind of facility, and this is straightly going to to my friend Mr. Cascos as well as Mr. Trevino, that we've got to address something eventually down the road we've got to have something it's it's unexcusable not to at this point so yeah yeah so uh let's see here so far that's what it looks like let's go back to the senate here real quick and i'm here trying to sport different devices hold on one second i'm getting pages looks like johnson's gonna win in wisconsin Ron Johnson? Yeah. Okay, right now... Hunter Biden don't like that. Right now, 41% versus 39... I'm sorry, 41 Democrats to 39 Republicans, according to Fox. Uh, Still no word on Murkowski yet. Mark Kelly, no numbers coming in. Wow, Bennett's looking pretty comfortable, Doug. Uh, 60% to the Republican O'Day, which is 37%. That's what 30% of the precincts reporting. Is Bennett beating O'Day? So far. Okay. Well, O'Day, you know, he's Republican, you know, running against, uh, you know, he didn't really have much help with the Republican Party because he is anti-Trump. Yeah, Blumenthal, you know, Blumenthal, you know, uh, yeah, the one guy I that guess made he got up, reelected. Yeah, the guy that make made up his yeah. uh, service. Abbott Abbott now has a two hundred thousand vote lead over O'Rourke. Fifty one percent to forty seven percent. Francis, you know, Robert Francis O'Rourke only got uh, 47 percent with um let's see, does it say just called Abbott one. They just called it Abbott Abbott one. For Abbott. Yeah, Fox in, just called it. In Georgia, Ralph Warnock appears to be leading fifty-one percent to forty-six percent. That's with fifty percent of the precincts reporting. So I don't know where those numbers are coming okay. from. Fulton uh, County. Betterman, wow. Well, 
keep in mind, it's only 13%. 63% Yeah, South Philly. Nothing for Patty Murray yet, and it looks like Barnes. No, Grassley, Grassley, Grassley in Iowa, he's beaten his opponent. Grassley's been in there for 100 years. I think he's like 88 years old, Republican. Now, right now, Barnes is ahead of Johnson, 73 to 40, 73% to 26%. Well, that's not what it shows here. You're on Fox? Yeah. Well, I'm on Fox, too. That's weird. Rand Paul won. Rand Paul got reelected. Oh, he's still Rand. That was pretty not, easy. Oh, Rand, not the father. I thought the, you meant the father. No, Rand Paul. The yeah. one that can't mow his grass without getting beat up. Yeah. Let's see. So, Nunu, he won. Let's go back to 51, the house. 000. Let's go back to the house real quick. Right now, 36 Democrats, 70 Republicans, 218 needed. That's the magic number to gain control of the House. You need Ooh, Whitmore and Dixon. Close. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go over back down to Texas because that's what concerns us the most. Yeah. Henry Cuellar. Uh, He's leading comfortably, 58% to 41% for Cassie. That's 43% of the vote reported. Yeah, Vicente, hard to get any number down. Vicente Gonzalez, once again, is leading by 10 percentage points, 53%. Um, yeah, 53% to 43% for Myra Flores. Uh, so that looks kind of tight right there. Let's go over and see if I can hit some of the local races, see if the county has got anything going on. You know, our big thing, of course, here is the county judge and some of the county seats. Um, let's go ahead and see what's going on here. View election night results. Well, that's not good. Yeah, Myra seems not to be doing too well here, slightly. She's not too well. Yep, she's doing slightly. She's under slightly, 46% to 50%. Uh, Beto won the county. I guess no surprise there. No surprise there. The Democrat, Mike Collier, won the county. No doubt there, as, as well as the uh, Rochelle Garza. Uh, Glenn Hager... Uh, of course, you know, he's the Republican uh, controller. Railroad commissioner, of course, you know, keep in mind, we're looking at county numbers here. We're not looking at. Uh... But it is kind of disturbing, Doug, if you're sitting here being Myra Flores, when you have a lot of demo local votes here going to these Democratic positions it really does mean the Democrats came out and voted in the county. So I'm not sure what that means for Myra as well as some of the other some of the other Republicans here in the county. Um it may not be a wave as as it was predicted. But then once again, I've seen these numbers before go back and forth. Right now, the Democrat Eddie Trevino is leading Carlos Costco's uh 51 to nine to 48 percent 
county clerk. She's leading the Democrats, leading 57 to 42%. Joey Lopez is beating at Osmo, 64% to 35% right now. Uh, Gus Reese, county commission, precinct four, that's 53% to 46%. Uh, a guy that I had on the podcast a few times, Andrew Infante, he's slightly behind 47% to 52% for the, for the JP precinct one, same thing with the Democrat Eloy Cano. He is currently ahead, uh, uh, 55% to Alejandro Torres, 44%. A uh, couple of mayors, couple of mayors, uh, well, one mayor in Santa Rosa, Jaime Quiroga, is running against Ruben Ochoa, 63 to 75. Board of Trustees right now, Carlos Elizondo, another, another candidate that I had on the podcast. He's right now ahead 45% to Drew Ellen Brown, which is 30%, and followed by another of the candidates that I had on, Philip T. Cowan, running at 24%. So I anticipate that you're going to see a runoff. I believe that there are runoffs at the at the Board of Trustees for BISD. So I think if this holds, you're going to see Carlos and Drew Brown go into a runoff, unless those numbers dramatically turn for Carlos. How about our old buddy, uh, the perennial politician Erasmo Castro. Well, that's what I told you. He right now is behind 35% to 64%. Yep. Okay. Uh Board of Trustees place 2. Uh it looks like Denise Garza is the head, 56% for 43%. Uh Frank Ortiz for place 4 BISD, he right now is ahead 57% for 42%. Uh, place four in La Feria. Uh, Lisa Montalvo is leading Alfonso Rodriguez. Uh, you know, 55 to 54%. Board of Trustees place five, La Feria ISD. Gloria Casas is beating Javier Loredo. Uh, place six, La Feria. It's a three-way race between Katie Johnson and Aurora Hinojosa. Once again, I think if they're runoffs, those two will probably go into a runoff, depending on if the numbers hold. Uh, Board of Trustees. Board of Trustees place seven. Um, it's basically he's unopposed, Johnny. Briones, except also uh, Los Fresnos, Martin Castillo is running uh, Board of Trustees. And then um, Board of Trustees place three. I don't know who this district is, but obviously it's for an unexpired term. Santa Maria, 100% for the place one. Andrew Andy De La Rosa. Um, not sure what these propositions are. I won't necessarily go through them, but definitely the key races here, Doug, here in the county. There's no doubt 
let me let me do a refresh on this because obviously this is important for us down here has a lot of ramifications for the future especially when it concerns spacex and you know you know elon's my boy so i gotta look yeah. out for him uh give me one second uh county judge once again and keep in mind, these numbers say zero out of 101 precincts reported. So I don't know if we're looking at the early vote count. I don't know if the early vote count is what gets counted first and then the election day. But uh, looking at the early vote count right now, uh, there was a total of 51,816 um total voters that voted early now in texas do they count them early or do they have to wait till election day well that's the question i don't know so you know these numbers yeah, pennsylvania I'm very, they do they i'm have, very very surprised day. i didn't anticipate uh the race between joey lopez and at osmo to be that far of a spread i mean as you know at osmo's got quite a following so I'm kind of a little surprised there, you know. I would expect it that yeah. that number to be much closer. Maybe it will tighten here as we go through the the numbers, but these are these appear to be uh they have to be votes today because like I said, I'm looking at the county spreadsheet here right now and we're looking at 51,816 voters in total. So I guess they count the numbers afterwards, the early vote numbers. I mean, keep in mind that they already have those numbers. There's no doubt that those numbers are already somewhere. Why they don't post them, yeah, I don't I think, know. Yeah, I think Texas, I think Texas, they vote them early. Because Glenn Beck was talking about that today, that why don't all states do that? And you know, except Pennsylvania, and they they vote on the election day. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised. I mean, like I said, the 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 key here is: did Democrats come out in the county in full force? I mean. The problem that I see is that, you know, despite the $3 million or $5 million that were spent by, by, by Republicans to, to try to get Myra Flores to get reelected, right? Um, you know, I don't know if that, was, if that was enough, you know. You know, one thing I noticed, Doug, is that her advertising went down in frequency compared to a few weeks ago where we were constantly being bombarded by, you know, Myra Flores ads versus Vicente. And I noticed an uptick in Gonzalez advertising recently, not just from him. But yeah, I have too. Yeah. That, I, don't, I don't watch hardly any local channels, but, but during the world series, I noticed that, <laughs> you know, it's funny it's not even in the locals. I, you know, I'm a subscriber to Sling, and I kid you not, all I, all I could, all I could see on every commercial break 
was Amira Flores or a Vicente Gonzalez uh, a Vicente Gonzalez uh, ad or that that dude up in Austin that that dude running for mayor up in Austin right yeah well let's go back to the national because obviously there's it's still pretty early right now ah look at that Doug the county says well I don't know what it means early voting complete so I guess these are the early voting totals. Yeah, I voted two weeks ago. I voted almost the same day it was it was eligible. Wow. I am very surprised with regards to Precinct 2, County Commission. And I am surprised right now, even at the county judge level, that those early vote totals are... Uh, are like that. I I expected to be honest with you at the county level. I expected Mr. Goskos to be leading the early vote totals. I really did, and I expected yeah. Ed Osmo to have done a little bit better. So that was quite a surprise. But like I said, the night is still young. Um, there's still plenty of opportunity for either one of those two candidates to come up. Uh, Myra Flores continues to be behind 50% to 46%. Looks like De La Cruz is going to, looks like De La Cruz is going to win. Right. Uh, you're talking about over in McAllen. Yeah. I don't have a pretty demanding. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have the total. I think she, there. yeah. And I think Quaylar is going to beat, uh, Cassie. All right. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here in the Senate. Oh. Let's flip back to the Senate here. For well, here we go. Here we go. And they're going to show it now. Flores and Gonzalez. Okay. They just passed it up. Okay. What, is, what does your monitor say? Um, they changed the screen faster than I could look at it. <laughs> well, right now, if you see the screen, right now it's 41 Democrats and 40 Republicans, 51 needed to control the Senate. Has there been a flip? I don't know. I don't know how how that's reported, but right now I'd like to see I'd like to know have any Senate seats have been flipped. Do you see anything on your monitor over there that will indicate no, that? I no. No. I there's some representatives out on the East Coast. There's a Hispanic Republican, a lady, like like I said a while ago, she she won, and yeah. there's a fund. Okay, look like and she looked like he won in Rhode Island, the Republican. Yeah, but that's just okay. Here we go. Okay, O'Day. Yeah, O'Day's getting beat pretty bad. Yeah. Well, Colorado's pretty much Colorado is really more or less purple. More maybe blue, more blue than it is purple. So so far, what are we looking at? Are we looking at a wave? Are we looking at a ripple? Are we looking at a tsunami? What are we looking at? Because I'm not really sure. Well, I think it was you know in the I think everybody knew that in the free state of Florida, as they call it now, that DeSantis was going to win and uh, Ruby was going to win, right? Yeah. I mean, well, 
You yeah. know, I had my doubts about Rubio. I thought for a minute there that Demings was going to pull pull it off. No, she got beat bad. She got beat by over a million votes. I know, but I didn't think it was going to be that far spread. DeSantis, no doubt. I have no doubt that DeSantis will be a presidential contender. I think that him and Trump yeah. are going to go at each other's throats from here till, you know, the primaries start. I don't think so. I, can, you know, Bill O'Reilly. You know, I, I'm a Bill O'Reilly aficionado, and he seems to think that DeSantis is not going to go after Trump, as DeSantis feels that he's young enough that he can run again. So when Trump's, when if Trump does run, I think DeSantis is going to bow out, and then he's going to wait for Trump to either win or lose. And when Trump, if you say Trump wins, well, then you know, then DeSantis can run on his own well it depends it depends so how hungry desantis in is right because i mean yeah you know how it is in politics a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a single day and you yeah, know yeah. while we may we may see republicans take control of the house and the senate you know what happens you know what happens when one party has full control of both chambers of congress they tend to overreach well, we, yeah, and that's what we got now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they they that's, control right. all three the, branches. Right. The Democrats control all three branches, but once the, yeah. a party takes over the House and Senate, then you've got the crazies at the far end of the spectrum pop out of nowhere, and now they're demanding this and demanding that, and I and I mean, you recall, I mean, you recall when Republicans last controlled Congress, how much trouble Boehner had with with the radicals you know and so nothing could get done so i think that the plus side is well, yes a lot of people yeah. yeah wall street would say danny wall street would say yeah we want that we you know we want to you know we want to split you know a split congress we want either part no party in charge of the congress because it's deadlock and we like deadlock on Wall Street, <laughs> yeah, it keeps okay? it keeps, because nothing. There's no new taxes. There's no new taxes. There's no new laws. Yeah, there's no new nothing, and so but, they can just make money. But on That's the Wall flip Street. side, as you well know, and Bill, it happened to Bill Clinton, and it happened to uh, George W. Bush, and it happened to uh, uh, Obama. Is it almost seems to be a godsend. Uh, when it comes to the other party holding on to the White House, because now you've got somebody to blame and beat up on back and forth and back and forth. So a lot of times the sun seems to be sign, uh, sunnier for the losing party two years later for whatever reason. But historically, yeah. historically, the party in power, the party holding on to the White House, if they're if they hold majorities in the Congress, tend to lose. Uh, those majorities during the midterms. I mean, just like, just like Obama said in 2010, we took a shellacking. Exactly. So now and whether Clinton lost like 60 some seats. Yeah. Now, whether, you know, the question right now isn't about Democrats coming back two years later, which of course, you know how it is. They go back and forth. The question is, will Joe Biden actually run for reelection or will he step no aside? No way, no. 
you know. No way. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. Are you talking, talking physically or mentally or Physi- all of physically? I think his his <laughs> mentally and phys- you know I mean you know his I you know a lot of people think that Biden may resign after the election, yeah. especially if the if there, he takes a shellacking. Yeah, well, the question is right now, like I said, right now the House, it's 47 Democrats, 81 Republicans. There's 218 vote uh, seats needed to take control of the House. It'll be interesting to see what that final spread is. But uh, let's go back to the Senate, because that's really where I'm interested to see if we've got any flips, because the key to Senate control has nothing to do with uh, states that are solidly one way or the other, it's about the flips. And it's the flips that will make the difference as to who controls the Senate. Now, what would really suck would we if we ended up with a 50-50 Senate again. That would be kind of funny, right? But there'd be a lot of head scratching, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no as long numbers. as we get Nancy, we just want to make sure Nancy well, let me ask stays you this. home and takes Let me ask off. you this. Let's let's I know it's a nightmare hypothetical for most Republicans, but let's say Democrats hold on to the House. Let's just hypothetically say that. Do you think that Nancy would survive a challenge to her speakership? Isn't there somebody uh, out there on the Democratic side that would be Yeah, there's there's a couple. There's a couple out there that challenged her. Okay. Actually, Tim Ryan did last time. Yeah. Well, look at that. The race has yeah. tightened in Florida. Right now, you've got Warnock ahead of Walker, 49% to 48%. It's tightened even further. It's 49.11% to 49.6%. And that's with 63% of the vote reporting. So there is where our flip may be. Right there. Looks like De La Cruz has got 48. Uh, okay. Quaylar is Garcia, 56. Uh, 53 to 43. Gonzalez is 53 to 43 down here. Yeah, Myra's not looking too good right now. Not too good right now. Not too good right now. Fetterman. Fetterman, your other favorite. Yeah, my old buddy Fetterman. 54%. Tucker Carlson would say Fetternick. Now, keep in mind that it only takes one flip for Republicans to gain control of the Senate. Um, Democrats would have to flip a Republican seat to get it back. I don't think that's the case. Now, look at this. Ron Johnson is behind Doug. He's uh, I saw that. Yeah, He's I not doing that. too well. Yeah. So, I mean, here's another flip right here for the Democrats. Patty Kemp, Murray. Kemp has really put it on. Stacy. Kemp's got 53% to 46% in Georgia. Yep. Oh, wow. Look at this. Maybe Tim Ryan is going to lose this one. It's right now Vance yeah. is ahead 51% to 48%. Yeah. Like I said, um, Tim Ryan's tough around Columbus and Vance is tough around Dayton and Cincinnati, that area. Herschel Walker right now is ahead, 49.12% to 49.0%. For, 
Now, what does this mean in Georgia? Does this mean that, let's say they don't get 51% of the vote, do they go for another runoff or what? Yeah, in December, they have another runoff. Oh, so it's not over. No, it's not over. Matter of fact, everybody's predicting it's going to be another another election. And in, in, I think Kemp will probably beat Stacey Abrams. And hopefully, she'll fade off to the woodwork and she'll, we'll never be, we'll never hear from her again. Okay, but um, just like Robert Francis or War, hopefully we'll never hear from him again. Oh. And and um, you don't think um, Biden will appoint him to some cabinet somewhere? All right, Stacey Abrams. I don't think so. No, I'm I, talking I O'Rourke. Think... O'Rourke. I'm not talking Stacey Abrams. O'Rourke. I don't think so. I think he's you know after spending two hundred million dollars and he still never got elected. The Democrat for governor in Colorado has been projected the winner. The Democrat in Connecticut has been projected the winner. As you well know, Ron DeSantis has easily won re-election in Florida. Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams are still at it, 53% to 46%. Illinois, the Democrat won comfortably there, 58% to the Republican Darren Bailey. Which is uh, a which is fifty eight percent to thirty nine percent in Kansas. It looks like the Democrat is going to win the governorship there. Laura Kelly, she's the incumbent against Republican Derek Schmidt. In Maine, it also looks like the incumbent Janet Mills, which is a Democrat, will be uh, comfortably reelected. Gretchen Whitmer is ahead 51% to 46% in Michigan, and that's with 10% of the precincts reporting. In New Hampshire, it's pretty much been decided. Chris Sununu has won re-election. He was the incumbent governor running against the Democrat Tom Sherman. In New Mexico, it's Michelle Lujan Grisham, the Democrat, who's the incumbent. She seems to be comfortably ahead, 55% to 42%. Uh, Nevada, still too close to call. Well, there actually nothing's reported. What am I talking about? Yeah. In New York, it looks like Kathy Hochul is headed towards re-election here, 66% to uh, 33%. Bear in mind that that's only with 20% of the polls reporting. In Ohio, Mike DeWin has comfortably won re-election. No surprise there. He was the incumbent, outright beating Nan Whaley, uh, 61% to 38%. Oklahoma, the Republicans ahead. Kevin Stitt against the Democrat, Joy Hoffmeister. He's ahead 57% to 40%. Uh, Oregon, there are no numbers yet for Oregon. Uh, the Democrat in Pennsylvania has comfortably is comfortably ahead, 59% to 38%. Uh, that's with 26% of the vote reported. Rhode Island, that's already been projected to be the incumbent Democrat who is winning with 58% over Ashley Calouse, which is the Republican. Uh, in South Carolina, uh, the incumbent Republican, Henry McAster, has comfortably been projected as the winner, 56% to 42%. And our hometown boy, Greg Abbott, the incumbent governor, has won and is projected winner against Beto O'Rourke, 53% to 
Tony Evers, the incumbent Democrat, appears to be ahead, 53% to 45%. So that pretty much covers the governors up to this point. No surprise when it came to Abbott. Um, definitely this, you know, I would think that if O'Rourke may be running against Ted Cruz, it may be a little closer, you know, after Cruz. Uh, damn right, damn right we're going to take our guns away from you. <laughs> On the House side, right now it's 47 Republicans, sorry, 47 Democrats, 83 Republicans, 218 needed to win. Um, let's go down to Texas once again because that's what we care about down here. Let's take a look. Uh, Texas District 34. Once again, Vicente Gonzalez, the incumbent. Uh, Democrat is ahead 53% to 43% for Maida Flores. Uh, Texas District 28, Henry Cuellar appears to be comfortably ahead of Cassie, 56% to 43%. Uh, let's go out to the locals again because uh, definitely I have an interest there. So let me go ahead and do a refresh. Uh, J.D. Vance is beating Tim Ryan now. All right. Yeah, that's surprising because I, I had reading that Tim Ryan was really uh stretching I mean stretching right Tim Ryan's Tim Ryan's like a an uh, old school Democrat, somewhat of a moderate. Yeah. You know? You know I mean he's I mean, he's not an AOC type of person, you know. Yeah. Well it looks like Myra Flores is still behind, forty six percent to fifty percent. That's with thirty nine out of 101 precincts reported. Uh, no mm -hmm. surprise that the Democrats obviously do well in Cameron County for some of the state. Oh, yeah. let's, let's go down to the county level because that's where... Uh, well, this is interesting. Uh, there's another gentleman that I had on the podcast a while back, Mr. Luis Villarreal, not doing as well as I thought he was going to do. Janie Lopez is ahead. Uh, 53% to 46%. That's District 37 for state rep, though the Republican appears to be ahead right now against Luis Villarreal. Very, very surprising. Of course, keep in mind that that's only 9 out of 46 precincts reporting. So that those numbers may change. Carlos Cascos, once again, is behind 47% to 52% against Eddie Trevino. That's with 39 precincts reporting. Uh, county clerk, no surprise there. Very, very surprising turn of events for precinct two. Joey Lopez appears to be ahead by 63% of the vote to Erasmo Castro with 36%. I was actually following this race pretty closely for various reasons. I am very, very surprised with these numbers. I never anticipated. Just, What's going on? Go ahead. Just, uh, it was a show of the Gonzalez versus Flores. Just like you just said, 40, 53 to 43. Yeah, it doesn't to be a doesn't appear to be a pretty good night for Miss Miss Flores. Uh, no, but little, looks like looks like uh, Norman. I see De La Cruz is going to win. Yeah. So we got two out of three. Quaylar's okay. I can live with Quaylar being Democrat up there. 
Well, keep in mind that I don't think his voting record is totally left either. Cuellar, has, that's what has probably helped Cuellar quite a bit. Wow, 95%. He votes for Nancy 95% of the well, time. Oh, yeah, but you got that 5%. It's not like AOC that votes 100% of the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it looks like but Carlos... Nancy's not going to be around. Yeah, it looks like Carlos Elizondo is ahead here, 47% to... Drew Brown, 29%, followed by Mr. Cowan at 23%. That's with 29 out of the 43 precincts reporting. Uh, Board of Trustees, place two. Denise Garza's ahead against Victor Caballero, 57% to 42%. Uh, Prissy Roca-Tipton is behind uh, Frank Ortiz right now. Frank is leading 57% to 42%. Uh, and the rest of these are other towns that, you know, we don't really hear a whole lot about. I don't think we'll go ahead and cover that. So let's go back. Uh, let's go back to the, to the nationals here. Let's go to the Senate. Okay. Hang on for a second. Okay. There's Fox is saying 218 majority for the house. 47 Democrats, 83 Republicans. For the Senate, 51 for majority. Democrats, 42. Republicans, 40. Right. So it looks like we got the House. Republicans got the House. It's going to be really a tough road in the in Senate. Yeah. Yeah, right now, like I said, looking at the House races on the Fox feed, see what those numbers down 28 yeah Henry Cuellar appears to be in the lead Vicente Gonzalez once again is ahead by 10 percentage points yeah okay they projected uh Bennett winner over O'Day in Colorado yeah I mean they're still pretty liberal in Colorado yeah you know, uh, Western states, Arizona, you know, Arizona and Nevada and Utah have reported. Now, the big race in Utah right now is Mike Lee. Mike Lee is going against an independent named McMillan. Glenn Beck calls him McMuffin. Trump called him McMuffin. And um, uh, McMuffin or McMillan, okay, used to be Republican, but right. he's running as an independent and evidently, you know, uh, Mike Lee may be in a little trouble. It'd be a big tragedy if Mike Lee would get defeated. Yep. Right now, probably our, you know, right now, our, the, he, the he Fox... believes in the Constitution. Oh, one of our viewers uh, said he was, uh, hello, sorry for being fashionably late. It's all right. The night's still young. Who was that? Mr. Villarreal, he's a frequent uh, oh, okay. viewer. My uh, daughter liked my whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, saw yeah. her commenting earlier, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you, Carl Rowe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so right now the projections, at least on the Senate here, it's 42 Democrats, 40 Republicans so far. The House... It's 47 Democrats against 83 Republicans so far. 
let's go see let's go see let's see if this uh one of the things that i mentioned to you earlier today that i wanted to talk about and obviously it's a little too early to start talking about presidents but one of the things that i mentioned is the actual electoral college you know doug it's been a very controversial topic especially for the losers it's always the losers that complain about the electoral college you know on the on the on the electoral you know season when republicans win therefore the electoral college and then when the democrats win therefore the electoral college and the other ones are criticizing so one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that there's actually the electoral college there's a set number that every party pretty much starts out with and as it has been traditionally since the days of bill clinton the electoral college has always had an advantage towards democrats meaning that there are less states for democrats to win to win the presidency than Republicans. Right. Republicans have to really work. Man, it. Yeah. Yeah. So one California, of things, California being the biggest in New York. Right. Obviously, California and New York are big prize getters for for Democrats, even though New York, I believe, lost an electoral vote this time around. Uh, but California, I think they may have lost one, but Texas actually gave, they lost four seats. Right. So yeah. right now, Texas actually gained, I think it was a positive four seats. So they're at 40 electoral Damn Californians. Yep. So right now, basically, the way the map shows the road to 270 electoral votes in 2024 is as follows. Democrats solidly can count on 209 electoral votes and they just need 61 electoral votes to hit the magic number of 270. Republicans have 125 electoral votes solidly in their favor, and they need 145 electoral votes to make, uh, to hit 270. So that kind of is interesting because a lot of things that happen, you know, we've been talking about the governor's races, and that's pretty important when it comes to redistricting. As obviously uh, we know here in Texas, the governor pretty much uh, creates special legislative sessions to address the, uh, the issue of redistricting. And if you have a Republican governor or a Democratic governor, chances are the maps are going to be redistrict in such a way to benefit your party, as we've seen here with District 15. You know, District 15 was a Democratic uh, district up until redistricting. And a lot of it also has to do with the census. So the governorships, despite not getting very much attention, are pretty important when it comes to redistricting. And, you know, what happens, the more House districts you have, the more house districts you have, the the larger the larger your electoral vote count is for your projected state. Uh, give me one second, because yeah, somebody somebody let the back. dog in. You can just go back. Hold on one second. Yeah. Keep on talking. Okay. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, 
it, it looks like, uh, you know, Cuellar and Garcia. Cuellar uh, is going to beat Garcia in Texas. Gonzalez and Flores is still 53. Gonzalez, Flores is 43. Um, What's going on? Vermont, Scott. Yeah, go ahead. Now go ahead. Sorry about I that. I just don't. Yeah, you, you just go back to the, the 2000 election where yeah. Al Gore, being a Democrat, he didn't get the 270 votes, electoral college votes. Right. And that was that threw everything off kilter. And then, you know, Bush eventually they took it to the Supreme Court. And of course, so then, you know, Bush eventually won. OK, right. but but yeah. It's electoral college is very important. But governors but, matter. You know, my, my whole point to this is that governors do matter when it comes to redistricting. And well, the thing about the governors is that, you know, the Senate senators, you know, this, what does Cruz do for us? What does Cornyn do for us? Not much. Well, okay. if he keeps on like, going to know. baseball games, he's going to get a, a few concussions. <laughs> yeah, but, but Abbott... <laughs> If being governor, the good governors, you know, they can, they have probably more power because they control what's going on in the state. You know, uh, Abbott, you know, with, with Operation Lone Star, some other stuff going on in in Texas. You know, he he's in control of that. And you just look around at all the other states with the governor in charge. Look at Cuomo before he got thrown out in New York. Look what he did. Yeah. Maybe like your or, or Newsom in California. Yeah. Okay. Hey, talking um, so about somebody important. Talking about it, so they came back from the dead. Newsom, you know, remember two years ago we thought he was a goner. <laughs> uh, he may be running for president. You know. Yeah. I, and I, I don't see how I don't I don't see how Newsom can run for president because with his record out there. But yeah. you know, there again, you know, it's it's that Hollywood crowd. You know, you got the celebrities. You know, they're going to throw a lot of money at him. Okay, and and there's really no, you know, in California, you know, we're a long ways away from Pete Wilson. It's nine o'clock. Pete Wilson was, you know, he was the last Republican senator in in, in um, California, right? Yeah. And that's way back in the eighties and the nineties, and uh, you know, and then we go back to Ronald Reagan, who was a governor, and you know, California, you know, but. Uh, you know, they, they've got you know, the population mainly because illegals can vote. Well, you know, in New York and yeah, and in, in New York and California, the two most the, the the two states have the most electric college votes. Okay, they, you know, as long as they can get a driver's license, they can vote. Right. A lot of people don't like me. Don't think it's quite right. Yeah. Well, this other website has. Yep, I just lost you. You there? Can you hear me? You're on. I can hear you. Yeah, this other website has got 48 Democrats right now against 50 Republicans in the Senate. Um, we'll look at the House Interactive map here, and right now we're looking at a hundred and ninety nine 
Democrats to 227 Republicans. Let's go down here and see what Texas looks like. Uh, Henry Cuellar appears to be leading right now. Uh, it's still up in, actually, I'm not sure if he's been projected. I think he's been projected as the winner. Henry Cuellar. Hey, Doug, you still there? Hey, for some reason, I can't hear you. We lost audio. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I'm going to have to bail out. All my gadgets are going dead on me. <laughs> All right. All right. My phone well, went I dead and my earbuds went dead. We've been talking I, for about two hours there. I know. I know we have. We've been talking for about two hours, and I think we pretty much uh, will go ahead and follow the rest of the vote count online. The Senate is still up in the air. The House is pretty much uh, looks like it's going to go under Republican control. It hasn't been a very good night for Myra Flores up to this point. Uh, the county judge position is pretty tight right now. So we'll keep on looking at our totals online. Uh, everybody, I appreciate for taking the time to join us. Uh, this has actually was our first election results coverage podcast. So I hope that you enjoyed uh, the conversation as well as the interactive maps and data that we've been presented. And we'll go ahead and see you all at a future podcast here. Uh, keep in mind, we have a launch on Monday for the NASA SLS rocket. Go Boeing. Is that, is that going to be Arte, Artemis? Artemis, yeah. Your really? former, your former okay. employer is uh, going to go for a third try. <laughs> Boeing. Oh, Boeing. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, they contacted me today for a job. So. Oh, wow. Well, just keep on. Keep yeah. on. They need a good program manager. They can't get that rocket up in the air. So anyway. Need something. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Hope you guys have a great night. If you're Republicans and Democrats, thank you all for voting. And uh, for those that didn't, don't complain about it tomorrow. We'll see you all. Have a great night. And good luck to everybody still in the race. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Danny. It's been a pleasure. All righty. I'll okay. see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Uh,